It's the Misdeeds and Intrigue podcast, featuring stories of royals, scandals, and true crime. Here are your hosts, Carrie and Larissa. Hey, 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 thanks for joining us. Real quick promise, please find us and follow us at Mistreat Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We have curated content on Pinterest and Flipboard. Check out our channels on TikTok and YouTube, and if you would be so kind, like that famous prince we all know, please show us some love and rate and review us. Positive vibes only, right? But first... Champagne. All right, let's get to the big story, the big news of the day, and why we even pushed up our recording, Tiger Woods. Le Tigre! Yes, so Tiger Woods was recovering from major surgery on his right leg Tuesday evening at Harbor UCLA Medical Center after being involved Earlier in the day, in a high-speed, quote-unquote, single-car accident outside of L.A. Just look at that vehicle and literally broke apart there. The critical seconds just before impact are the focus of sheriff's investigators, working to determine what caused Tiger Woods' SUV to cross over the median, two lanes of traffic, and end up in this condition on a sunny Southern California morning. He suffered... I don't even know that word, commuted open fractures to both the upper and lower portions of his tibia and fibula in his right leg, as well as damage to his ankle bones and trauma to the muscle and soft tissue of the leg. The, all the references for this episode you can find in our show notes. As part of the procedure, his right leg was stabilized by inserting a rod, rod into the tibia. That sounded kind of dirty, rod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a rod in your tibia. <laughs> Screws and pins were used to stabilize the bones in the foot and the ankle. And I think this was, okay, so he was the sole occupant. This is the part where I want to get to. Sole occupant of a 2021 Genesis GV80 SUV when he headed northbound on a downhill windy portion of Hawthorne Avenue, a two-lane road in Rancho, how do I say that? Rancho Palos Verdes. Yes, that word. And he was driving at a relatively greater speed than normal when his vehicle crossed into the right side of the road at approximately 7.12 a.m. before veering off the road entirely and onto a hillside. A neighbor called 911 to alert authorities of the accident, and Woods was conscious when they arrived on the scene. But now he's saying that they didn't. he doesn't even remember the accident. But please do share your okay. personal connection and your thoughts and basically everything. Here is what I know, girl. Okay, so this happened literally like less than a mile from our house. And we always go to Terranea, which is where he was staying. It's, it's a resort. It's the only hotel up on the hill. So the way this is set out is you've got the hill, which is the Palos Verdes Peninsula. And it's got cliffs overlooking the ocean. There's one hotel up there. And there's like three golf courses. There's a Trump golf course. There's a municipal public golf course. And then there's, oh, there's four. There's a, like a golf club. It's not a country club, but it's like a golf club. And then there's a country club, Rolling Hills Country Club. So in order to get to the country club from Terranea, you have to take Hawthorne Boulevard, which goes over the hill, over to the opposite side. So he's on the west side and he's going to the east side for a 7 a.m. call time right? Because he's shooting a series with Golf Digest. What they did was they shut down the entire country club. 
I know one of the guys on the board there and they said, no one was allowed in, no board members, no members, period. They shut down the entire country club for this Golf Digest Tiger Woods shoot. Mm-hmm. And they got celebrities like Jada Pinkett Smith, David Spade, Dwayne Wade, I guess. He was teaching them how to golf, right? Yeah. So at Terranea, apparently, and this is what's weird to me, is since the since the pandemic, you used to be able to take your car and valet. We would eat there like twice a week at the restaurants. So you used to be able to take your car and the valet would leave it in this courtyard up front. So you could automatically just come out, get in your car, take off. This is Tiger Woods. Granted, they haven't been doing that since the pandemic, but they keep all their like company vehicles up there. So, you know, they have the courtesy vehicles at certain hotels, like theirs is their courtesy vehicles are like, so they keep all those up there. Couldn't they keep one? I mean, he's the most famous golfer in the world. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you keep his car close by? Yeah. (laughs) Apparently the morning he checked out, he, there was like kind of a log jam. They had to get his car. There were people unloading. So he was late. And this hill, you like you literally go up probably like a thousand feet when you're going up to the top of the hill. And when you go down the other end, they have runaway truck ramps on the other, on this road as you're going down, because you really pick up speed quickly and it's windy and it's really smooth because it's paved well, but it's got kind of these lumps under the pavement. And I think it's from tree roots, honestly, because this median has a ton of trees in it. So I could see if he's like got his foot on the gas, I, I really could see how he could hit. Maybe he glanced down at his phone to see what time it was. Maybe he got a text, maybe something that caused him to look away for a minute. And he's already going pretty fast. I could see how he just lost it. And it was literally probably like a hundred yards from the turn where he would have turned to go to the country club. It was really far that he was launched. He, oh my God, he like flew. By the way, what a selling point for this Genesis. Like I bet they never in a million years thought that this was gonna. A Hyundai saves his life. For real. I mean, it was like insane because I know your your husband's into golf and stuff. Yeah. And my kid's into golf. Could be able to recover from this. I don't know. You know, I mean, everyone says he's had the five back surgeries and he recovered, but this is something that's like a back surgery. You make a decision when you're going to have the surgery, you make a decision, you make a decision about when it's going to happen. This is two major breaks plus an ankle that looks like it's just in pieces. I I wouldn't put it past him to recover, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. You know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long time of of uh physical therapy. Um it's it's a lot. Well, his his men- mental we I feel like we're in like ESPN and we're so smart with sports. Like, will his mental capacity be able to handle it because he had the issue with the pills and all that? Like, did you see the pictures? They said that he looked like bloated and kind of like tired or haggard like a couple days beforehand when he was doing an interview. Like, will he be able to sustain the level of pain even with this injury? And the, the me- I, and I wanted to get into the documentary in a minute, but can he handle like the recovery process? And when you get older, your body does not cooperate when you're like a young person. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, we we know that Tiger's good at compartmentalizing certain things in his life. Whether or not an accident like this, he can do that. 
uh, because he's had accidents before, but they were pretty minor and, you know, not nothing. Golf sensation Tiger Woods says his car crash outside his Florida mansion is a private matter and he intends to keep it that way. Meanwhile, rumors involving his wife and possibly an affair with a New York woman continue to swirl at this hour. Let's switch live to ABC News correspondent Diana Alvear in Windermere, Florida, with the latest on this mysterious crash that has opened a floodgate of speculation. Diana, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sarah. As you mentioned, Tiger Woods finally broke his silence. He issued a written statement yesterday, but that's not going to satisfy authorities who still have plenty of questions about exactly what happened here last Friday morning. These pictures posted by TMZ.com show the damage to Tiger Woods' 2009 Cadillac Escalade from hitting first a fire hydrant, then a tree. Woods, who initially agreed to speak with authorities, is now refusing to do so. Instead, the athlete released a written statement Sunday saying the only person responsible for the accident is me. Police were notified about the crash through this 911 call from a neighbor at 2.28 Friday morning. I have someone down in front of my house. They hit a pole. Is it a car accident, sir? It's a car accident, yes. And are they trapped inside of the vehicle? No, they're laying on the ground. When police arrived, they found Woods in and out of consciousness with cuts to his face. According to authorities, Woods' wife, Elin, told them she smashed out the back windows of his SUV to pull her husband out. But questions remain about what led to the crash. The National Enquirer ran a story about an alleged affair between Woods and a New York nightclub hostess. Both have denied any such relationship, and the woman in question has hired well-known attorney Gloria Allred. In his statement, Woods had nothing but praise for his wife, saying she acted courageously, and he called the accident a private matter. Much really happened. This is like a major life-altering accident. I don't know. I mean, it may be it may be his retirement, but I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now we see him back out on the golf course. I mean, and yeah. I think what's going to save that is his son. You know, he mm -hmm. just started golfing with his son in these tournaments, and I think that that's going to maybe help him recover, but God knows what that recovery looks like. I mean, that's that's a bad break. It's really bad. Like his leg, it was like shattered. Yeah. Like, can you even, I don't know how to play golf, but can you even like move the same way with that type of injury? I, you know, yes, because it's not a hip injury, but I don't know how this affects his knee because he had really bad problems with, I think his, I don't know if his left knee or his right knee. And if it's the same leg with the, with the broken bones, that may be a big problem. I kind of alluded to it before. The documentary was really good. When Tiger was 10 months old, I unstrapped him out of his high chair one day and he walked over and hit the ball. There it is. I said, oh my God, I've got something special. I think Earl had the master plan since Tiger started walking. He asked me to ask his dad if he could play some other sports. But Mr. Woods said he had to concentrate on his golf. I wanted to protect that sweetness of him. It was a quality that I loved about him. I could tell he didn't know what was coming. Tiger was going to be this bridge between all the different races and tribes of humanity. How are you handling all the adulation? 
I honestly don't feel comfortable with it. Earl taught him the mental toughness to tackle the game of golf. I'm not sure that Tyre was mentally tough enough to handle the pressures of fame. He was at the pinnacle of the sport, but in reality, being Tiger Woods had taken its toll. He said to me, I think I'm going to give up golf and I'm going to get in the Navy SEALs. That adrenaline rush, it becomes like a drug and you're looking for that next hit. For the squeakiest celebrity on earth, that spelled trouble. Here he was in my bed and he was my Tiger. Breaking news that will rock the world of sports. Tiger built himself up to be more than he was. I have made you question who I am and how I could have done the things I did. Have you taken any medications? Why don't you go ahead and hop out for me real quick? What has Tiger done to Tiger Woods? The problem with conquering the world is that the world is going to want its revenge. He got clean, he got healthy. He crawls out of that hole. This is the comeback of all comebacks. Do not underestimate Tiger Woods. Yes. So I... Just to give some background about it, which this came from, again, you can check the show notes or whatever. Mm. He was a recent subject of a two-part documentary on HBO called Tiger, which chronicles the golf's intense relationship with his father and especially the ways the elder would shaped his son's understanding of sex and masculinity. The documentary is based on a book called Tiger Woods, which I really want to get to. I, there's so much about this. Even I didn't even rewatch it for, for us to sit down. And there's still so much of it that I can remember specifically yeah. because it's really very well done. And the people they got to go on there, like I think his former caddy, people that he was really good friends with that he just completely cut out of his life. It documents. Yeah. He documents the relentless scrutiny focused on Woods, particularly though not exclusively through the tabloid media. And a number of golfers, former caddies and friends participate in the documentary and also some women that were involved with him, such as Diana Parr, who dated him in high school and Rachel Uchichow, yeah, <laughs> who had an affair with him. And his, with our, Woods opted not to fe- be featured in it, but his longtime agent, Mark Steinberg, released a statement blasting it, just like the book it's based off of the upcoming HBO documentaries, just another author- unauthorized and salacious outsider attempt to paint an incomplete portrait of one of the greatest athletes of all time. I mean, with some of the people they had on there, though, it's not like they were really mean about him either. But basically... I mean, even one of the family friends at one point was like, he's not going to like this shit at all. Like when he was talking about uh, how they basically blatantly cheated in front of this very young child, you know, him and the the father and the golf buddies. And that basically just kind of shows that he's, you know, like all of us, he's human, he's flawed. And that the way that his life kind of played out in the public eye and how much I feel like his dad pressured him. And I spoke to the Colonel and who's like a big Tiger Woods fan and him and I disagreed on this point, but it goes to kind of show you because I feel like, I feel like he watched it and was like, wow, I wish I had the type of training that this kid had from six months old in this particular sport. 
And I look at it as there was so much pressure between the tiger mom, whose mom, the mom was like literally like a tiger mom, the father's pressure from the, from the time that he could pick up a golf club. Like, I just feel like, how did the kid ever have a chance to evolve? Well, and that, and I don't think the documentary was that salacious. I mean, it it just mentioned stuff that really happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the only kind of salacious part had to do with his dad and how his dad handled outside female relationships um, other than the mother. Uh, But Tiger's was all public record. You know what I mean? There was nothing that was really, I mean, it's been out. So of course he's not going to like it dredged up again, but everyone knows about it and everyone has accepted that. And he actually came out of that. Okay. It took years. It didn't happen overnight, Mm -hmm. but I, yeah, I think, I mean, just seeing my own son on this junior PGA circuit, it's a ton of pressure. And I have to tell you, like the tiger moms, a lot of the Asian mothers will threaten their kids with either taking away all their lessons and their golf clubs if they don't make par and making them quit golf, period. I mean, they want them to be golfers. And Tiger's father, most of the pressure was coming from him, but his mother, you know, kind of said, okay, let's write this. Let's write it till she bucks us. And she was in on it too. And it was like, his father looked at him like a treasure that he was giving the world. And even in the audio clips from the documentary, you can clearly see that that was his greatest achievement was Tiger. Mm-hmm. It was yep. just really one of his only achievements was raising this this human being to be the best at golf that the golf has ever seen. And I think his own ego got in the way. I mean, sh- sure, the kid did see the he had to know what was going on when his dad would show up with an RV and then he'd be stuck in there with a woman for a while. I mean, I'm sure Tiger saw some stuff that he shouldn't have seen at a young age. And that's as much as you say, I don't want to be like that when I grow up, it's kind of in your DNA. You know what I mean? You can't help what's already in your DNA. And as he got older, he just, he was expected to be this certain way and squeaky clean, but you know, there's a part of him that it's, it's born into him and he grew up with it. So at some point he probably just cracked and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to try and cover it up. I'm going to try it as hide it as best as possible, but this is what I need. And then like that one waitress, I've totally forgot that story. I totally forgot it where they had the pictures of him at that church hooking up in the, in the SUV. And I realized like, he has like a certain type, but then he'll deviate from it where I'm like, yeah, it's that adrenaline high or it's that stress reliever because he's so hot and cold with like a type. Do you know what I mean? Like the waitress was like, not what I would have put in the same category with some of the other women like he was with. No, absolutely not. No, (laughs) I don't even know what to say about that one. I... I know you were both trying to like dance around it and be like, nice. Like, like, and then I'm coming from a place of like, I don't think I would, he would look at me twice. So I'm not, I'm not, it's not coming from a place of arrogance. It's just like, like, I, I mean, everybody kind of has types and I, like, I feel like that he has some outliers and that's when I'm like, wow, that's when he's like, just trying to blow off some steam or. I think it must've, you know, been pressure. I mean, cause he was, he was naughty a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like he picked one 
and had an affair. He picked a, a lot. Like when Rachel was saying, oh, I'm the, he loves me. I'm the only, I'm like, no, uh, there were several. I mean, she made it all about her. Like, oh, the press treated me so awful. They never did anything to him, but they did everything to me. And I'm like, I know they, they wrote him pretty hard. I mean, you saw what happened when he tried to play that master's tournament and they like berated him. The board literally used him as a whipping boy. I mean, that was that was wrong. No matter who you are, they're like, "Oh, he let us down. He did this. He did." You would not see that happen today. You would not see the the masters board completely drag him over hot coals. You know. Do you feel like? Do you feel like certain people become so good at something, or even it? Even I can say this about the Royals. Like, I'm actually going to say something in defense of Prince Harry right now. Do you feel like sometimes the press at certain times are like, well, not that you're public property or that you're so good at something. So you can just handle what we say to you or like with like them braiding him. It's like, well, you're so good. And you've been, you know, on the public stage, like your dad was taking you on Johnny Carson when you were like two, you cease to kind of be a person and be just a brand or yeah. whatever. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It was like, he was flawless for all these years that when he, his flaw was exposed, it was like, see, see, you have flaws too. You're just like us, you're human. So they wanted to kind of capitalize on that. Now, I mean, that whole thing was between he and his wife quite honestly and i i think that's where it should have stopped but we're all fascinated by it because it was a squeaky clean like like sweetheart that kind of took over everyone in america you didn't even have to play golf to like tiger woods you know yeah I know. you were always rooting for him because he was this good guy he's like that all american and i hate using that word it's great when you see like mowing the lawn for his grandmother and he excelled at a sport at a young age and the potential and the dream and that's when I say the all-american story you know what yeah. I mean it's just it came across as just this like feel good yeah potential exactly he was that he was that he was what kids aspired to they looked at, even my kid now my kid wanted to send him flowers in the hospital and write a card <laughs> and uh he moved to Cedar sinai so I, I don't think we'll do that um but, um, you know, he doesn't know any the younger generation. They don't really know the whole sex scandal and the sex mm-hmm. addict thing. So I totally forgot about the, the parking lot oh, thing. Yeah. I really thought that. OK, let's go through a couple of things here. And we're going to be a little disjointed or all over the place. But this is how conversations go. If you were talking to your friend on the <laughs> phone. First of all, I've totally forgot about the parking lot story. That was back in like the heyday of like the. Inquirer and the Star, which I just don't think are a thing anymore. Now it's like page six and TMZ online. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot about the waitress thing. I really thought at first that what's her name was going to stay with him, Aline or oh, Aline yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to stay with him. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Rachel talking about how she tried to convince the wife that they weren't a thing, and how? She asked, she, she was like saying about, well, why don't you talk to your wife or whatever? And he's like, she doesn't ask me about stuff. Like, what's your thoughts about all that part? And I welcome Tiger Woods to the Australian Masters. We're delighted that he's such a fan of Melbourne. And Tiger, we wish you the best for this week. Thank you. I got a call from Tiger in November saying that he could not play the Australian Masters unless I came there. 
he says, I can't sleep. I can't win if you're not here. So will you come? This man that everybody wanted a piece of only wanted me. That's the biggest I love you you could hear. Tiger's team had booked me a separate room on a different floor, but I wanted to go straight to Tiger's suite. I never knew that anybody had any inkling about my comings or goings. I never thought to look over my shoulder. We were really brazen with what we thought that we could get away with. The National Enquirer had sent a reporter to the Crown Casino in Melbourne, and the reporter got into an elevator with Rachel Lucatel, followed her to the top floor, watched as she walked to Tiger's suite, and that's when the National Enquirer called and said, you're going to see Tiger Woods. We did everything to try and stop that story. We made every threat. We made every uh, denial. And at the end of the day, the story was going to run. Uh, first of all, I mean, the only reason Rachel is talking is she's like, I made a mistake. No, I, a mistake. I was accidentally um, doing bottle service and I tripped and landed on Tiger's penis. It was a mistake. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, no, girl, you you got found out. So that's what makes a mistake. You're only saying it's a mistake because you got caught. I mean, you want to let that go on. She wanted him to get a divorce and marry her. That's the bottom line. She thought she was the only one. Um, when, when he said, I can't talk to Elin about it, of, of course he can't talk to his wife about the fact that he wants to have sex with other women, you know, or, or his, or sex with escorts yeah, or whatever. And he's, he's, by the way, she's got two kids. They've got a family. She's got this superstar husband. He really is a megastar in American culture. I'm sure that, and she grew up in a different culture too. I don't know what, what her, I don't know how. I think she's Swedish. Yeah. So I don't know how public she is. So I don't know how much she's going to want to get into, you know, his superstardom. I think I read something that another guy she dated, dated, I think Rachel Uchitel too. Oh God. Oh that, God. Remember the millionaire dude that his plane went down? His helicopter went down. Uh, was he a golfer? He was a neighbor of her. Yeah. No, he was a neighbor of hers. July 4th was a big day on Klein's Island. Friends say he divided about two dozen people to celebrate the holiday, his birthday, and the graduation of his daughter Cameron and her three friends from LSU. An idyllic setting. The close-knit friends toasting a shiny new future holding nothing but promise until it all collapsed in one terrifying moment. The day that... It was devastated. McIntosh was up at 1.30 a.m. and saw Klein's helicopter fly in from West Palm Beach. It landed on the pad beyond Klein's house and took off about 30 minutes later. But something was wrong. Couldn't believe it. McIntosh says he watched the chopper disappear into the darkness and then heard a tremendous boom. He jumped into his boat to search, calling Klein's house, but says he was told the chopper had made it to Florida. When the news came that the chopper didn't made it and then 
we know exactly where the chopper was. And McIntosh was the first one to reach in the wreckage and find the bodies of his good friend and six others. And to find out that he was in it, and to find out that he was the first man that came out, and he was the first man that I took off the water and put in the boat, it was, it was devastating to me. The helicopter in the air for only one minute. The NTSB says another witness saw Klein's chopper go up about 50 feet, spin several times to the left, then heard a whooshing sound and a boom. The Augusta AW-139 found upside down, its tail and all the rotors sheared off. Inside, the bodies of Cameron Klein, Brittany Searson, Delaney Weichel, Jillian Clark, crew member David Jude, pilot Jeffrey Painter, and Chris Klein. Evers, boom. Just a shock of the note We've lost a giant of a man. No one celebrated the 4th of July or what would have been Chris Klein's 61st birthday the next day. Santa! Older. He had like college age kids. She dated him for a while, like six oh, years, I seven years. I think I remember years. that. Yeah. It was the first one she dated after their divorce. Yes. Okay. Yes. And he was a millionaire in his own right, which if I was to get divorced and have to give my spouse mm. a ton of money, if they dated somebody else who had a ton of money, then I'd be like, well, at least mm-hmm. the, I'd feel kind of protective, like watch out for people yeah. to like you for the wrong reasons, yeah. you know? Yeah. He was a millionaire, bajillionaire in his own right. He was in the Bahamas with his daughter, college age mm-hmm. daughter, and her and a couple of her friends. And the helicopter went down and plane, oh private plane, went down and killed all of them. Oh, God. But. Yeah, and Elaine has a kid now with some other guy, a younger yeah, guy I than think her. They, it's a baby, right? Isn't he's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's happy, and it sounds like the kids are happy. I mean, he's lucky he married the right girl because she really wanted no part of the publicity. She wanted a family. No. She wanted to raise a family. I mean, he met her because she was a nanny. A nanny. Yeah. Yep. Please join me in recognizing Elon Nordegren as the 2014 Outstanding Graduating Senior. Thank you, Dean Richards, President Duncan, distinguished guests, esteemed faculty, and all my fellow graduates. It is an honor to stand before you today. Carl Jung once said, you are what you do not what you say you'll do. Words can be powerful, but what matters is the action behind the words. And that was kind of what she wanted. She didn't want the spotlight. And Rachel really wants a spotlight. Everyone she dates has some exposure. Well, everyone she dates is a millionaire or a billionaire. So, I mean, we know what she wants right there. Yeah, and you, she met, so on UK Daily Mail, or the AKA the Bible, uh, they posted on there her sugar daddy website oh, God. and apparently you can pick things for the sugar daddy to buy you. So they had her wish list out there from the She's site. She's too old to be doing that. And have you noticed the lips? Like she used to have kind of pretty lips when she started the injections yeah. and it's just, now it's, like- it's gone. <laughs> it's like, okay, my lips got used to that. I'm going to go bigger. And this guy that she's seeing who left his wife and the three kids, they weren't his kids, but they're his kids. He just like, like, oh, hey, I'm going to go run to the grocery store for some oranges. Uh, I mean, that's not how it happened, but he just leaves. He like has his car shipped down to Florida and he just sneaks out of the house and files divorce papers. I mean, really? That's who you want to be with? He's not going to do that to you? Are you kidding? I know, I know, I know. And I don't think, I think she got, because I was listening to her on Heather McDonald. Did you listen to that interview? No. 
that she was on there and she talked about how, how long ago she was first that? became known. This was like probably two months mm-hmm. ago when this right before this story broke. Mm-hmm. And she was with a guy who died during the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then that picture blew up of her. And she said that she didn't have a good relationship with his family. But she got, I think, money out of the fund for 9-11 victims for the families because she said she was the fiance and the family were upset that she got money from it. Or yeah. Whatnot. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, and then she was briefly married after that, right? It did not end well. Mm-mm. And then she had this kid her kid this kid like i'm i don't mean it it sounds so derogatory mm-hmm. but this she had this child this dream child but she had the daughter i think with someone else and they had like a contentious yeah the like, daughter was with a football player an nfl player i mean the got daughter's gorgeous looks so sweet she's um she's just kind of being drug into all of this i mean yes i i just think it's time for her to like find the one but you know kind of i mean i think she might go study for the, her gmats or something that she might try to get her become a lawyer but she's not sure she's just going to study for the test for now but this is my thing about about all that like she, i think she gets like six thousand a month in child support or something mm-hmm. right what happened like what's going to happen like for instance kevin federline get insane amount of money and he's had more kids. And I don't think the DJ thing is like working out. And his wife is like a volleyball yeah. player. What's going to happen when the child support stops? Like, are they putting the money away to like plan? What happens when that money stops? No, she's got to go from rich guy to rich guy. She, I mean, she doesn't have a career. Let's face it. Yeah. Her career is kind of bouncing from one lily pad to the next. And finding that golden yeah. parachute. Because 6000 is not even going to pay rent. I mean, you know, she's using that money for rent and school and everything. So down in Palm beach, she's in Palm beach, right? Yeah. And it's like how you can only be a bottle service girl for so long. Well, I don't, is she still a bottle service girl or like hostess or something? She's in her mid forties, right? Yeah. I think she's got to find something quick. And by the way, the wife that that guy left her for was gorgeous. That woman yeah. was beautiful, way prettier than Rachel and older, but more beautiful for sure. Yeah. We probably had more conversation. I tell you, some people have that magical vagina. Like it's... they just, they just bounce back really good. Or they always, they always have someone in the pipeline. Like I'm always amazed. I need to go to a class or something. She goes out. I, well, and... there, then again, like I'm a little lazy too, when it comes to certain attributes. She so no, goes I don't want to and seeks. I mean, she's on a sugar baby website. Come on. But honestly, seeing yeah. a 45 year old on a sugar baby website is like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's just this kind of, I mean, I know she looks good for her age, but come on guys who go on there looking for like 20 something, maybe early thirties. Yeah. No one's going on there to see a middle-aged like has been, it would be like me going yeah. on to sugar baby website. Hey baby, you can see my cellulite. Oh yeah. Check out my neck wrinkles. Yeah. I will look really good once you pay for my plastic surgeon. <laughs> oh my God. But you can make me what you want me to yes. be. Did you watch the new Real Housewives of Orange County? With Viva Liz Vargas. So what's the most cash you've ever had in your wallet? Um, most cash I've ever had in my wallet, 250000 Oh, wait, is it back on? 
No, the one, the last season, the one with Elizabeth. Marcus. Yes, yes, I did. So she said that her ex-husband, like, Fleur, went for, like, liposuction and stuff because he thought her thighs were getting big or whatever. Like, I want to see what I you get thought a of her. I mean, I could use Oh, I know. Facelift. Well, I think he's the CEO of Bonefish Grill. Oh, I, that whole Elizabeth Vargas thing is so confusing to me. So confusing. She has certain attributes where she's like really annoying, but then other times she's like, okay, then, and then like, cause I heard her again on Heather McDonald, like she kind of knew that he was not faithful. Like, I think they had an understanding, but she definitely, and you know what? I have to respect her for this. She was very enamored about the money, Yeah, but at least she's upfront about it, but she wasn't she like, lifestyle. but she wasn't braggy. Like I can't stand when women make it to where as if they grew up in money and they didn't and somehow now they married into money and yeah. it now is their money like i hate women who that's become their identity like she was kind of a front I like poor yeah he offered a certain lifestyle i got accustomed to it i took care of my family with it i put up with a lot but i like respect that more than if she acted like when they show her on the show like as if all this money was like hers all the time mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i respect it more if you just like own it and be like yeah he like took me on a lifestyle that we can only dream of you and know? now like, she's accustomed you know? to it and i mean they settled finally and she got her she got her um amount and I, from what i hear it's like pretty huge yeah yeah so. What did you watch Salt Lake? I would drown her in the lake behind our house if she wasn't your friend. Salt Lake City, Utah is known for its magnificent mountains and world-class ski slopes. There is also Dolly, an elite social circle. This is Hollywood, honey. Fueled by beauty, wealth, and perfection. You can't buy the tits because my plastic surgeon retired. But what Salt Lake City is most known for is the Mormon church. A quick lesson on how to be a good Mormon. Don't drink, don't swear, treat your body like a temple. It is so hard to be a good Mormon. To be Mormon, we are taught honesty and integrity. You're fake, you're phony. That right there was unkind and dismissive. No, I need to watch that. I need to, I watched the first two episodes and it's, I heard it's so good that I need to watch it. I really do. I just need to sit down and pull it up on my iPad and just go to town. Yeah. I like, I like, I liked Heather Gay. Mm -hmm. Um, People are like polarized by like Lisa Barlow and stuff. And she's the one I want to talk to because we like to talk about like the psychology or the archetype of people. What's the Who's the one with the creepy father? Mary Crosby. Okay. So her grandmother married a man who was like 22 or 24. Wait, no, the one who's a hairdresser. The one, the one who like likes to see his daughter on the pole. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you heard about, didn't I text that in the group chat? He literally was in the background, but you know, like when you're holding a drink and was like pointing a guy that, you know, puts his hand up in the air, like, yeah, you know, like doing the Jersey Shore dance. He literally was doing that in the background as she was, Whitney was on the pole. See, I think that's even creepier than the Mary Crosby girl. Because yeah. yeah, and nobody picked up on it. I don't understand how nobody picked up on it. Like it was like the first thing oh, I saw. Oh, that was the first thing this- I saw. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Dad was a swinger or some shit went down yes. in that house that made him yep. feel comfortable with his daughter on the pole. I don't know one 
yeah, Blink. He I he reminds me of like Blink One Eighty Two back in like the heyday. I mean, can you imagine your ex like with McKenna on the pole going, "Yeah, girl, get it, get it." No, we always joked around that Chris Rock bit where he said, "You have dads have one job in this world, and that's to keep your daughter off the pole." Uh, by the way, you have to watch the new Chris Rock, the latest Chris Rock. I think really? it's like a year old, maybe. Everybody love, hold tight. That's right, hold fucking tight. Commit. Don't be the one that's always threatening to leave, too. That's right, love hard or get the fuck out. If you're going to leave, leave right now. That's right, at the show, right now. That's right, just bring up. We got... Break up boost in the back. That's right, but before you leave, you better you better make sure you got some options. That's right, because some of y'all been in relationships so long, you don't know how ugly you are. It's on Netflix, and he talks about how he's really open about his marriage and his divorce with his wife and how he cheated and stuff mm-hmm. and like how stupid it was and he also talked about how like marriage can sometimes be competitive, but you got to take it like you're in the band and sometimes you got to play the tambourine, <laughs> you know, cause you're not getting to be the lead singer, but you got to play that tambourine. Good. Like you've got to watch oh it. Like there's God. so it's almost like watching with humor, but watching couples therapy or there's like valuable watching, insight there. Like sociology. Yes. And I really have to give it to him for being so honest about stupidity of cheating and like all that kind of stuff. It was really like really good. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I got to watch that. I totally have to watch that. The other one that's good is Dion Cole. He was really good. And he was in a movie that, and then we'll wrap up. He was in a movie with Sophia. I can't think of her last name. She's the one in the, in the court case with Nick Loeb over the embryos. Sophia mm-hmm. Vergara. Yeah. Yeah, so they did this like indie film, not Sarah Silver, Whitney Cummings. It was really actually oh, really good. I movie. have a Whitney. Uh, yeah, she used know, to be my she it? used to be my PA at E. No way. And really? I was dating this uh, this guy. So yeah, this is why this is why you are my. Co-host. And she tried to. <laughs> she blatantly tried to get a date with him in front of me at a party, and no I way. wanted to punch her. And then she comes back into the office and I'm like, oh, I don't want her as my PA. <laughs> I went to my boss and I'm like, give her to someone else. That we are going to end on that story. I'm not no! even going to tell the Deanne story. No, that's amazing. So uh, normally we're going to have to come up with a new tagline as an outro. But um, normally we like, I'll say like, we learned a lesson on this show. Like for instance, like don't hire Whitney Cummings as your yeah, pet, uh, unless you have something better. Hide your dates because she's there <laughs> for them. Hide, hide your wives, hide your husbands. Ciao, darling. Still too early to go to Tiffany's. I guess the next best thing is a drink. I will never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear white and not spill on it. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up.
Name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Hey, it's me again, and you thought you probably had enough of my voice by now. Just a quick reminder to find us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Intrigue Pod. Follow us on Pinterest and Flipboard, where we collect featured stories from across the internet of royalty, chronicles of interesting events in history, and of course, true crime. Lastly, check out our YouTube channel because everyone has one, right? That features playlists of documentaries and other related segments from our podcast topics. And if you want to hit us up, check out MissDeedsAndIntriguePodcast.com. But we don't have a complaints department, just to give you a little heads up. The podcaster or authors assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on this podcast is an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. A reasonable amount of effort was made to deliver precise data. All views expressed by the podcast hosts or guest co-hosts are their own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which Carrie, Misdeeds, or Intrigue Podcast, or Larissa have been, am now, or will be affiliated. The content of this podcast is for personal, informational, and entertainment purposes only, and is not to be viewed for commercial use. Misdeeds and Intrigue Podcast respects the intellectual property of others. Any audio clips that were not generated by the podcast host or producer was pulled from the public domain, free use sites, and or from YouTube, or other authorized sites to gather information. The utmost effort was made to credit the author and or production. If at any time you feel that copyright was infringed, please email Carrie at misdeedsandintriguepodcast.com and immediate action will be taken to remove the audio clips that were present for entertainment purposes only.